As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello, everybody. Good morning and welcome into our very first of the 2017 season Wizards Extra podcast. The Washington Wizards kicked off the new season last night, taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. They won 122-115. I'm Julie Donaldson. Tony Massenberg is going to be joining me all season long. He's with us now as well. Tony, we got to break this one down. It was a big night for John Wall and Bradley Beal. Of course, we know those two can connect. Uh, Tony, John Wall called it the wolf season. Are you ready to break down and explain exactly what wolf season means? Yeah, you got to be a wolf to have wolf season, Julie. And John Wall is that guy who, when he says it's wolf season, he's thinking, okay, I'm going after everybody that's not my teammate. All right, so we're going to get a little bit more into just what that means. He's going after him as well. We've had a lot of question marks on this bench. Kelly Oubre Jr. was a bright spot off of the bench with a, some quality production. What he says, the reason is, and what just took him over during the game on one of the most amazing dunks we have seen from him. Just wait until you see where the credit going for that as well. And also, you got to give some credit to the Philadelphia 76ers. This is a team that two seasons ago won 10 wins. Last season had 28. But, boy, if it's just taking a look at one game so far of the season, they're going to be going well above 28 games and wins this season. We're going to get all into it after a quick short break from our sponsors. All right, so here we are on Wizards Extra. Tony, you gave us a little teaser there. John Wall saying it's wolf season. Look, he when this game, the 76ers were giving him a bit of fits there to start the game. Uh, John Wall in that third corner said, all right, enough of this, started playing some defense, started uh, locking things up, put 14 points up in that third quarter as well as they outscored the 76ers uh, in there along with Bradley Beal. But he said, look, he had some a couple of really big dunks as well in this game, and he said, hey, this is wolf season. Just keep watching. You're going to have more of it. What exactly is wolf season? Well, that means you're going hunting, Julie. And if you're John Wall, that means you're hunting all the point guards in the league and anybody who stands in between you and the rim. And there were a couple of 76ers that found that out tonight on a couple of those emphatic dunks that John had. John is probably one of the most explosive point guards we've seen in this league. And at six foot, almost six foot five. That presents a problem for some of the smaller point guards in the league. If you can't match his speed in the way of keeping him in front of you and you don't have the strength to keep him away from the rim, it's going to be a long night. It, you know, he, he started a little bit slow. They had Ben Simmons on him to get going there. What was it, though, that changed from that first half 
of the game for a wall went three for 13 in order to get into that third quarter where you saw him just running an offense and defense, the fastest guy out there. Well, basically, uh, once he broke the defense down, because, again, if you don't guard John Wall by committee, meaning the other four guys have to help that one guy that's trying to guard John, when John sees a pass, when he sees a lane to the basket, you're not going to stop him from getting to that point. And as I said, if you don't have the foot speed, which most people don't, to stay in front of him, and you don't have the strength to deter him once he makes his move to the basket, then you, you see some of the and ones that he gets. And a lot of times he draws contact and doesn't get that call, but he still finishes the shot. And so I think he just got a lot more aggressive in the second half. He started to make his jump shot. He didn't make those first couple of jump shots in the first quarter. And for John, he's a little bit of a rhythm player, and so he didn't establish a good rhythm in that first half, but he got very comfortable in the second half, especially in that third quarter. And again, you've always heard me say this, John's energy that he plays with is very contagious to the rest of his team. And so once John was able to sort of turn it on a little bit, the rest of the team followed. And that was all she wrote. Yeah, he seemed to get a little uh, teed off a bit yeah. there when he was getting held back. But but you talk about uh, being quick and being fast. Typically, the Washington Wizards, any component they go up against, they run and totally dominate the fast break, those points in transition. Mm -hmm. Not so much in this game. Fast break points, Tony, if I were to read this to you before the game going in, you just said, wait a second, you got that backwards. It yeah. was 76ers, 19, Wizards, 4. Mm-hmm. Well, Julie, it was 14-0 in the first half. I mean, when have we Very seen the Wizards like. not have any fast-break points in an entire half of a basketball game and only end up with four in the second half? And so I think, uh, you know, that speaks to the fact that uh, when I said don't let these boys become men, mm -hmm. that's what I was talking about because you know that if nothing else, as young as they are, they have plenty of energy and plenty of fresh legs and a lot of bounce. And so... They were able to get out and run and take advantage of the Wizards in transition situations. But ultimately, the Wizards experience being the better half-court team. And even though they gave up 42% uh, shooting from the uh, three-point line and they only shot 27% themselves, because they are better in the half-court sets than the 76ers are right now, that's how they were able to make, that, uh, make it a, a huge jump when the 76ers seemingly were kind of trying to put them away there. All right. Well, I love it. John Wall once again flat out saying, look, this is this is my home court. This is my team. If I got to run it on all sides, uh, I'm going to. Hence that uh, wolf season mentality. He's been training with that all summer long saying, hey, it's wolf, it's wolf, it's wolf season hot. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yep. So also, though, you had the biggest question coming into this season as well. Tony, was that bench? Yeah. Was it going to be improved? Because they were ranked 29th in the NBA last season in scoring points, and that is the biggest thing that held them back from advancing against the Celtics into the Eastern Conference Finals. So we're hoping that we improve that. One of the guys that really stood out to me that we wanted to see the development with is uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh -huh. Last season, he averaged six points a game. He had 14 in this one, and he had a huge put-back dunk there at the huge. end of the— have you seen him pull that before? Yeah, I have, but not quite as emphatic as he did it tonight. I mean, that was a it was a very uh, nicely timed play to catch a ball off the rim like that is not an easy thing to do. And the angle that he caught it, I thought, was very difficult, and that's what made the the dunk so impressive. But Kelly um, is a guy that I'm looking at that I think has to take that next step in order for this team to take that next step. You look at 
uh, Otto Porter. He's considered uh, part of the big three. And Otto had a career year last year. And, and, clearly, and got paid for it, of course, as well. And got paid yes. very handsomely for it, as he should have. And But when you're talking about improving your team, you've got to get production from other people outside of your three. Mm-hmm. And one of those three uh, happens to be the best perimeter defender on this team in Kelly Oubre. That's and because so, what, what's his wingspan there? Seven, seven foot four. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Don't short those extra four inches. My goodness. Wingspan for a guy that's six foot seven. I mean, you just don't see that. There's centers in this league that don't have that type of wingspan. By the way, I got to read you some of his comments that he said in Mm -hmm. the locker room after this. Uh, All right, you know, all right, this is what he had to say on that because the 76ers phrase is trust the process. Hence those 10 wins, the 28 wins, trust the process. We saw some of that tonight. They were a lot of 76ers fans in the arena, and, and apparently Kelly heard them. It's like, no, 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 no. Yes. That's what he says. He goes, I don't trust the process. I trust God. Shout out to JoJo. And then he also right. said on that um, put back uh, dunk there, he said, I blacked out. God took over my soul at that point. Um, what's this young kid trying to say? I think he said it. He said he blacked out. <laughs> He's motivated. He believes he believes in God. He doesn't believe in the process. And, and so, again, he's well, he put in the, the work. He, he's he preaching did. the gospel. He's spirited, uh, you know, full of the spirit, as I guess we could say. And, you know, that could not be it. a bad thing. That no, can never be a bad never. thing when you have a guy who is leaning on his faith uh, to power him through. And he put in the work as well. He said, you know, he was able to really improve and wanted to have those minutes upped as well um, on the in the games and well look he wanted more minutes he played 32 and a half minutes in this game yeah. was the bench overall from what you saw I mean again so early on only one one game for body work where they improved they were improved tonight I think 41 points um, if you can get 41 points from your bench I think that says a lot uh, Philadelphia 76ers conversely put up 25 points from their bench and so they came up a little bit short but I think if the Wizards can get to a point where they can rely on this type of production, 35 to 40-plus points a night. Yeah, you know they're going to be on track to get that 50-plus 50, 50 win season because last year, when you look at the bench's production, they were outscored by opposing benches on an average of three points per 100 possessions. Uh-huh. And that was exacerbated in the playoffs uh, up to 15 points uh, was the differential <laughs> between the uh, playoff team, yeah, between playoff apart. production and what they were – uh, getting from the opposition. And so clearly that was an issue for the Wizards. I think they addressed that this year, though, with the addition of Mike Scott and Jody Meeks, who also had 14 points. Uh, I thought Mike Scott did a pretty good job of filling in mm-hmm. for Markeith Morris. And uh, unfortunately, you, you lose Jason Smith tonight. Hopefully yeah. that's not a serious he, injury. So six minutes into the game, we got to let mm-hmm. me know in case you're watching, Jason Smith, he's filling in for Markeith Morris, who yes. we're not sure exactly when he's going to be returning. But you tend to trust Jason Smith coming in there and taking over that role. Mm-hmm. Six minutes in, he Tweets strains his shoulder. His shoulder. He's yeah. going to be undergoing an MRI. And mm-hmm. so while he's possibly out and, and sitting back in, uh, it looks like Kelly Oubre is going to be filling in for that spot and, and showing that he's maybe earned at least the chance to be in that lineup. Well, I think We've seen it work before with him in the starting lineup. Well, well, yeah, especially when you look around the league. There are a lot of teams that are playing small forwards at the power forward and 
power forwards at the center position. And so I think Kelly uh, feels comfortable playing that position mm-hmm. as long as he doesn't have to uh, consistently bang with a guy that's a real power forward. I think it's an advantage for him. Well, it's a lot of small ball these days. We've seen that work for them. That's the no, way to no, no knock against my seven-foot co-host here. No, 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 no. 6'9". 6'9". Six, nine. Six, nine. If I was seven-foot, oh, Julie, I'd still on. be playing. Come on. You, you know, maybe <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you you know, stand up properly and, yeah. and yeah. you know, put what a little What are you trying to say? I got bad posture? Um, no, I'm just saying you can't slouch away from seven-foot. I'd stretch it. I'm 5'8". Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, trust me. I wish I was seven-foot. <laughs> All right. So, Tony, here's a, a quick reader we have to say because a lot of people are commuting, hopefully. Hopefully you're listening to us during a commute. We have a way to make that commute a little bit easier for you. Commuter Connections offers commuters info and resources to improve commutes in the greater metropolitan DTC area. Uh, it provides free ride matching services, and it's really easy for you to use. You just got to go sign up. They send you matches and other information for your commute. Ride sharing, this saves you time, everybody, which we know how important and valuable that is. And it saves you money because we all want to bring that extra change home with us as well. And it reduces your stress, which really would be number one overall. Register for free at commuterconnections.org or call 800-745-RIDE. Carpool Now app is available for ride sharing on demand. Share ride anywhere along your route at any time. Tony, you can uh, hitch a ride to work, uh, hitch a ride home from work. I'm just going to put on my two shoes, take off my heels, and I'm going to walk it. Um, But, look, if we talk about this game, one game into the season, we have to give some credit to the 76ers. No doubt. Like, this is the reason the NBA changed all the tanking rules, but it worked. Because you see their young core, you see these young guys uh, healthy, and you see if they are healthy and they are out there playing, by the way, the 16 minutes Joel Embiid was only supposed to play, forget that. He was out there for 27. Um, They could be dangerous. Uh, They could be more than dangerous. They can be a problem for pretty much everybody in the league because there are not a lot of teams size-wise that are going to match up with the 76ers, especially when you're playing Ben Simmons, who is 6'10", possibly 6'11". There was a rumor that he grew an inch over the summer. They they wondered if he could run the floor. I think we saw he could do that tonight. Well, he can not only run the floor, he can actually play point guard, (laughs) which is uh, something that, again, we knew he potentially could do Mm -hmm. that, but we had all been – Picture him more as a LeBron James type small forward, point forward, uh, running the, the the point guard position as a small forward. But he was actually playing point guard. So uh, to see him do that, and I think it speaks to his development. And certainly the future looks pretty bright for those young 76ers. And they also have a uh, DeMatha standout. Uh, number one overall pick, Markel Fultz. Unfortunately, he was dealing with a bit of a shoulder injury, came off the bench. I think, uh, Tony, you could see early on that that was probably holding him back. But what did you make of his NBA debut? I thought he had a solid debut considering the fact that, that uh, he's a little bit banged up. They also said he had a little bit of a sore knee. And so uh, anytime you're going out and you're playing where you're not really a 100%, sometimes you you, you tend uh, to sort of, Hold up, hold up just a little bit because you don't want to put yourself in a position to make the potential uh, nagging injuries worse. And so I, I thought Markel did a pretty good job. Uh, again, he didn't have the debut that John Wall had. He didn't do the Dougie uh, coming <laughs> into the game. But, uh, I love that Dougie. I, I really wish Wall would do that every single yeah, time. Yeah, totally gets me get ready for the game. That. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um 
Well, we got to see him. I'm sure there's going to be much more. Uh, of course, we will have an update as well on Jason Smith as he does get that MRI. He said he heard it on the, the block of Joel Embiid. Again, Joel Embiid is just huge, by the way. Big man. Embiid, after the game, he said, the positives I see after this game is just they're one of the best in the East, talking about the Wizards, and we stacked up with them. That is going to make this East, Tony, as we move forward, very interesting. Of course, you have the injury to Gordon Hayward last night with the yeah. Celtics, all the changes with the Cavaliers. It's wide open right now. But, of course, it wasn't the Sixers that got the victory. Nope. It was the Wizards, 120 was the Wizards. to 115. All right, that's going to do it for Tony and I here on Wizards Extra. But, of course, we have more podcasts. Chase Hughes, Chris Millers, they have a podcast for you as well. And make sure you tune in before every Wizards game and stay with us after every Wizards game for Wizards Game Time and Wizards Extra. All right, Tony, game one in the books, show one in the books. 81 more to go. Here we are.